Hey, Chicago Fire fans and fans of Major League Soccer, welcome back to episode seven of Feed the Fire, a podcast looking at the Chicago Fire of Major League Soccer. And we are getting ready for the Fire's first away match of the season, their second match, MLS Week 3. And we are going to take a quick preview of how the Fire stack up against Philadelphia Union, the former Eastern Conference champions. And I want to remind everyone that our Feed the Fire podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Skira Icelandic Spring Water. So when you are shouting at the top of your lungs at what the fire are doing wrong, why can't Shibilko get a shot off? Why is Shakiri walking behind the play? Why can't our goalkeeper come up with a big save? You're going to need Skira Icelandic Spring Water to quench your thirst and cool those vocal cords. You can find it at your local 7-Eleven. And with that, let's get right into our preview of the Fire versus the Union. The game is this Saturday, March 11th at Subaru Park in Philadelphia. It is a 6.30 p.m. start time, but you know how those start times can be. Is that start time? Is it kickoff time? It's usually when the coverage starts, right? Um, so make sure that you tune in at 6.30 for all the, the action beforehand and the kickoff is shortly after that. It's on MLS Season Pass, and uh, looking ahead, I am not optimistic. And that's not just because I'm a Chicago sports fan and a Chicago Fire fan and someone who's been following the team since their expansion season. Uh, I'm, I've got a lot of real objective reasons why I'm not optimistic. First, let's look at the Chicago Fire injuries. Uh, Chris Mueller and Chris Brady are going to be available. So that's Kind of a positive thing. We saw Mueller come out of the game early last week. Brady didn't uh, suit up because of a nagging injury um, that he had since training, uh, if I recall correctly, or he picked up a knock in training uh, shortly before the game. Um, but they will be available per the presser with Ezra Hendrickson. However, Federico Navarro and Jairo Torres are out for weeks. If you're lucky, they'll be back within two to three weeks, right? They won't miss too many matches. However, they went out with hamstring injuries, with probably a hamstring pull. And those linger. Hamstrings take forever to get back to 100%. And if you listen to our match recap shows and, and our fire news recap shows you're going to hear from a, a special guest john donovan who played professionally in venezuela back in the 70s and he said the same thing in his playing days and now that hamstring injuries just take so long before you get to 100 percent. think of in the nfl and i do love comparing soccer to other sports in the united states uh, especially for the casual fan to kind of really get a point of reference think about a wide receiver in nfl who's full out sprinting and then has to make a cut or is making quick little movements on slants uh, or who's got to throw blocks if they're doing some sort of screenplay or a run breaks down field, right? When a wide receiver pulls a hammy or a groin, they are out for a month because of just the amount of work that they have to put in week in, week out. Similarly for these wingers uh, and for Jairo Torres and similarly for Fetty Navarro, who is, is doing as much running as anybody on the pitch in his central defensive midfield role. So these guys could be out two to three weeks in the best case scenario, I think, and are more likely to be out between four to six weeks. And honestly, 
There's no reason to push them back. The fire are bad right now. They have no offense. They have no creativity going forward. And really, you've got your center backs of Chihos and Tehran. And if Suket can improve from week one, and if Miguel Navarro can stay home, you've got an okay back line. And depending on Brady and Richie and how well they're playing, you know, between the posts, you've got an okay back line with an okay goalkeeper here, right? Like, so there's no reason to rush a CDM and a winger back, especially when the Fires seem to have an abundance of wingers. And hey, maybe this will push Shakiri out on one of the wings, something that everybody's been wanting to see. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting a little off task. But the bottom line is we've got Fetty Navarro and Jairo Torres out for this match. And that's two starters. Also, we had the two who came out. Uh, the last match um, in in Mueller, uh, and I, I'm forgetting the other player who subbed out, but we ended up having all the subs, and we had Fabian Herbers come in and save the day. Now, speaking of the starting lineup, we still don't know who is the starting striker for the Chicago Fire. I mean, de facto, it's Casper Shabilko. He's been on the roster. He started week one. He will probably be the starter in, uh, I'm sorry, now week one, match one, week two. Uh, he'll probably be the starter again, just again, just because. But I would love to see him benched after the way he flubbed the most open shot and the way that he has to just the only way he thinks he can get involved in the game is to drop back in into our own half and into the defensive half and try to start receiving passes. Like he's not the kind of guy who's gonna go on a run for half the field and then get a shot off. He can't even get a shot off when the ball's played to his feet. So I would love, and if I was Ezra, bench Shabilko, bring in Kai to start the match, and then have Kutsius play the second half. I'm assuming Kutsius is cleared and ready to go. I haven't been able to find too much information about that. I'm really hoping with this Apple TV deal and all the different coverage that's going on with the league and Apple, and then also with the CBS Sports Golasso 24-7 soccer streaming, that the league is going to kind of open up a little bit and maybe put some more information out about player availability, injuries, transfers, um, visas, all that sort of thing. But anyway, I would say be done with Shabilko. Have Kutsius and Kamara split the halves, just like we saw in week one uh, with Kamara coming in at halftime for Shabilko. And we'll see what happens. This, it's not going to get any worse, I'll tell you that. The only reason I can see starting Shabilko uh, from a fan perspective is that as nice of a guy as he is, we need him to score in order to get his value up so we can move him and not lose too much money on, on his time here on his deal. But I would love to see Kai start and Kutsius come in in the second half. Now let's take a look at Philly real quick. They rotated versus Miami last week and lost 2-0. And the reason they rotated, they were looking ahead to their CONCACAF Champions League game against Alianza down in El Salvador. My apologies if I said Costa Rica last show. I must have been thinking of Alajuelense. Uh, but they do go down. They get the 0-0 draw. But here's the interesting thing, too. They rotated against Miami and against Alianza. They didn't start. Gazdag, Carranza, or Ura. In fact, Gazdag and Carranza only came in for about the last 30 minutes, and Ura didn't even play. So those guys will be fresh for this match against the Fire at home. I would say Philly's going to have a near full-strength squad, 
who isn't going to be too tired unless there may be a little jet lag. But even then, they've had three days to recover from that. They should be ready to go. And they are going to look to get back into the win column after dropping those points against Miami. The Fire is exactly the team that the Philadelphia Union want to see at this point. Also, let's just, you know, to throw a little more fuel to this pessimistic fire here, the league put out some stats before uh, on the preview page here, right? And two statistics really stand out as far as Chicago Fire Philly Union matchups. In the last 11 matches that Chicago has played at Philadelphia, the Fire are winless. They've lost eight and drawn three games in their last 11 against or at Philly. They haven't won in Philly since 2013, I think. Also, the Union are riding the second longest home win streak in MLS history. This includes playoffs. They're on a 12-game win streak, and the record is the 2001-2002 San Jose Quakes had a 14-game win streak. So Philly's approaching history here. Uh, whether they know that or they don't, I'm sure they do, and I'm sure they want to preserve that, especially against a weak Chicago Fire team. So that being said, I am giving the edge to Philly at home, almost full-strength squad, going up against the Chicago Fire, whose starters are in flux, whose offense isn't there. The Fire can't create anything offensive. Well, wait, they can create things offensive that are offensive. That's for sure. What they can't create is offense. So despite all of that, I'm going to I'm gonna give the edge to, to Philly. And honestly, it's Thursday night. It's the night of March 9th. Bet MGM has Philly as a heavy favorite. They're at minus 225. The Fire are getting plus 525 odds, and the draw is plus 360. So, man, best case scenario for the Chicago Fire is probably another 1-1 draw. Uh, however, um, I like Philly in this one, 2-1, to one, if not worse. That's our preview. Let me know what you think. Follow along on Twitter and Facebook at Glasshouse Soccer. Like and subscribe on YouTube and leave a comment. You can email me, glasshousesoccer at gmail.com. Or you make sure that you rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening and make sure that you're liking and subscribing when you're on YouTube. Thanks, everyone. Have a great evening. Hey, Fire fans, this is Nick from Glasshouse Soccer's Feed the Fire podcast, reminding you that if you want to quench your thirst, reach for a bottle of Skira Icelandic Spring Water available at your local 7-Eleven. Icelandic for clear, Skira water comes from a spring in a government-protected nature preserve in Iceland with naturally low mineral content. This isn't your average water. Clearly, pun intended, it's one of the best. Make sure you grab your bottle at your local 7-Eleven.